there again to you. This is Pastor Mark of the Words of Life Show. And on this week's broadcast, we're going to talk about striving. You know, when you're just giving your all, you're giving it your best, all of your abilities, your efforts. And sometimes we're trying to fix things. We're trying to explain things. But the truth of the matter is, in those instances, a lot of times God is trying to teach us a message. There's a moral in it. Some things, some people, some circumstances, instead of trying to fix it, make it right, there are times God wants us to just let it go, relax, chill out, to cease striving. We're going to talk about that on this week's show, and so join us, okay? We thank you for joining our Words of Life broadcast, where our mission is persuading the lost, perfecting each believer, and equipping all for service with practical application from God's Word. We now join Pastor Mark for this week's Words of Life. Hey there again to you. This is Pastor Mark of the Words of Life show. And as I start off every show, it could be the podcast version, or it could be this, the video broadcast version, I always like to start off thanking you for being here listening to God's Word through this ministry because the truth of the matter is you could have been doing anything else listening to anyone else but you have allowed God's Holy Spirit to touch your heart to tune in to hear word from this ministry and for that we are very grateful it's not by accident happenstance or is it luck we just thank God that God has touched you this particular day at this particular time to hear a word from him. With that said, I am going to ask that you pull out your sword, the only offensive weapon in our arsenal, our words of life. And we are literally going to go to, I believe, the book of Deuteronomy. I think we're going to read chapter 11. We're going to start at verse 10, and I think we're going to read through to verse 12 again that is Deuteronomy 11 chapter 10 or should I say chapter 11 verse 10 through 12 and my version that I'm going to read is the NASB version but if you have the King James the NIV all of them are translations but they should sound somewhat the same we're going to actually put uh, the scripture up on the screen for those of you just kind of ad-libbing to give you more time to get your word But we are going to go ahead and put the words up on the screen Deuteronomy chapter 11 beginning at verse 10 Old Testament book and our reading is as follows For the land into which you are entering to possess it is not like the land of Egypt from which you came where you used to sow your seed and water it with your foot like a vegetable garden. But the land into which you are about to cross to possess it, a land of hills and valleys, this drinks water from the rain of heaven, a land for which the Lord your God cares. The eyes of the Lord your God are always on it, the land of hills and valleys that is, from the beginning even to the end of the year. May the Lord add a blessing to the hearers, the readers, but most importantly, those that intend to do with God's help, His holy word. Our topic, the title of this week's Words of Life message is simply striving, to strive. We know that it is 
to go all out. It is an intense effort. It is to exert oneself vigorously. I mean, it's to make the effort to do all that we can to achieve, to gain, or maybe even change something. And the Hebrew context of the word strive, cease striving simply means to let your hands drop, to let go of, to release, or to relax. In context, that simply means God will not put his hands on our difficulties or circumstances until we release our stranglehold upon them. Let's review our opening text to connect the dots because in Deuteronomy chapter 11 verses 10 through 12, there's Genesis, Exodus, Leviticus, Numbers, the fifth book of the Bible that should be in that Old Testament. If you haven't found it yet, number five, Deuteronomy. It is in that book that Moses is preparing to transfer leadership responsibilities to Joshua before he dies. And as he addresses God's people and conveys to them the necessity of a dependency upon God, he looks back to remind them of where God brought them from. But where God is taking them, he's delivered them from slavery, but he's now taking them to the promised land. Moses feels like this is a good point to remind you all and to convey to them the importance of now a dependence, a greater reliability on God is necessary at this juncture in their lives. Moses tells them that the promised land, it wasn't like where they came from back in Egypt. Now to understand in context, Egypt lacked rain and it required manual labor and an effort from them to produce vegetation while they were enslaved. In Egypt, they sold seed. They even had to irrigate the land by hand. And then they reaped the benefits of their work to sustain themselves. But where God, again, notice where God was taking them from slavery to a better place, the promised land, he was transporting them. He made known that God let it be known, hey, back there, that barren land, dry, you watered it, you sowed, you reaped it. You had to do that manual labor in your effort to produce vegetation, vegetation, excuse me. But where God is now taking you children, the promised land, mountains and valleys are his responsibility to water, as the verse said, with rain from heaven. And basically he says their participation and efforts would not achieve in the promised land what only God would be able to accomplish for them. Back then, yes, God gave them the grace and mercy while enslaved to produce by their hands, their efforts, and their abilities. But where God was now taking them, hills and valleys, that's God's to look over. Hills and valleys are watered by rain from heaven. God was basically saying your participation and efforts when it comes to these hills and mountains I'm taking you to in the promised land, that's my responsibility. Moses, in effect, tells them, don't waste time striving or 
overexerting yourselves to attain that which only God can make a reality. Hmm. I think that's an excellent point, or that's an excellent juncture to transport ourselves as they went from ensla enslavement to the promised land. And for us, let's come from the book, the text, the scripture. Let's transport ourselves to the here and now. Because as Moses instructed Israel, we should probably examine ourselves. Because there are some of us, if we're being honest, there are some of us still trying to do, achieve, change, gain, or even accomplish that which only God can achieve in our lives. Have any grown, adult, wayward children? Quit striving. There might be some unfortunate misunderstandings in your life right now. Cease striving. How about a failed relationship? You just do not want to let that person go or you have no idea or understanding why they would even leave. Cease striving. How about rejection or acceptance issues and they continue to buffet and beat upon you and wear upon your soul? It could be even by relative or even a peer group. You're striving. Christian Music Videos is a half-hour music video series featuring national and independent Christian artists. Every episode features anything from contemporary, country, R&B, rap, and even a bit of gospel. Music has the ability to cut deep into the heart of a listener like no other medium. And on CMV, I believe that God is using national and independent Christian artists to speak something specific into the heart of each person watching. Christian Music Videos has been spinning hits since 1998. The purpose is to bring glory to Christ and to encourage viewers to come to a saving knowledge of Him. Christian Music Videos, hear the call to Christ. That mountain, that valley in our lives, that needs the rain from heaven, not the works of our hands. Not the works of our abilities, not our efforts, not our talent or education to fix or to get ahead. We have vigorously overexerted ourselves needlessly. We do so day after day after day and in essence, guess what my friend? We are striving. Hmm. Know anybody like that lately? <laughs> have you encountered anyone? that's done a little bit of striving and realized, you know what, I'm tired, I'm worn out, Lord, I'm just literally, I'm just through. Well, that's where God wanted us before we left, and he's taking us on the way to a better future. We just have to take our hands off of it and stop striving. And with that said, we're going to take a break right here before we get to our applicable point of the message, striving. And right here, we're going to pause for our song of the week. Our song of the week is by Mr. Tim Clifton with Cornelia Worship. And we're going to present it to you right here on the Words of Life show. Your spirit is welcome. Hallelujah.
Uh, he has a few projects out. Uh, get in touch with us here at the Words of Life Show. I believe our new webpage is wordsoflifeshow.com. I'm not sure, but by the time this airs, I will double check for you, and that should be it. Lose the the, it should be wordsoflifeshow.com. We're back with the message, striving, and we've talked about how God let his people know through Moses, as Moses was about to transport um, his duties to Joshua, and Joshua would now lead God's children from captivity to the promised land. But God said, hey, your abilities, your efforts, all that you did back there where I'm now taking you, that's not going to work with the hills, the mountains, the valleys that require my hands upon, not yours. And we challenged ourselves before the break, is that us? I know there are some instances or some things in my life that I've been trying to fix, explain, manipulate, and as if God needed my help. No, God does not need our help. He wants us to quit striving. And so let's jump into our applicable points of the week. Here's point number one when we're talking about the message striving. Point number one, people belong to God. So let it or them go. That's point number one we need to get. People belong to God. Let it, the situation, or them in that situation, let it go. We've got to understand that when events or circumstances or things beyond our control, we don't like it. It's not pleasant. But here's the thing when I hear a lot of times we complain about that person did or this situation was did or they just didn't understand or they didn't get me. A lot of times. It's never about what people are doing to us, but it is about what God wants to do in us using those very same people. I'm going to say that again. It's rarely about what people are doing to us, but it's about what God is trying to do in us utilizing the very same people. Some situations, some circumstances, God never intended for us to fix them, to fix the circumstance, to fix the person. Because the uncomfortable situation, the uncomfortable circumstance or person is God's way of working within our hearts a reliance upon him to interact and to deal with the same people. Wow. News flash. Once we've done, think about this. Once we've done all that we can do and we've, we've examined our motives, cease striving. Release that situation instead of trying to fix or change adults. <laughs> instead of trying to over explain, we spend needless hours trying to be understood instead of clarifying or even justifying, guess what we should do? We should cease striving. Let it, let them go. Stop trying to fix it or them. Stop dwelling even on our mistakes and limitations and weaknesses because we can be pretty hard on ourselves sometimes, even our failures, but we've got to understand nothing in the flesh, even on our good days, Nothing in our strength is pleasing to God or can be trusted 
anyway. So, even us, especially people, but definitely us, get this. We are gods. People are gods to manage. So, we need to cease striving. God is God. We are not. Let it or them go. Point number two. Let us envision our dream or our plans within God's will. Here's another newsflash. Contrary to popular belief, we control or own nothing. God has, in his grace and mercy, loaned it to us for us to steward. That's in, that includes uh, possessions. That includes our children. That includes our relationships. That, in, that includes our, that that we have achieved or attained. God has literally just loaned it to us. We don't own anything. We didn't come into this world with a U-Haul. We're certainly not leaving with a U-Haul. You rarely, if ever, see them at funerals or the cemetery. We control nothing. Realize that God has already written our end before we ever started this thing called life. And it's one thing to write the vision down and to make it plain. But it's quite another to simply humble ourselves to God's master plan as Jesus showed us in the Garden of Gethsemane. And that's not something that he wanted to do. He finally realized, okay, purpose is here. I know why I was born. It is to die for the sins of humanity. But now that it's here, is there any other way that we can do this, Father? He wrestled with it. He prayed so hard, I do believe, capillaries burst, and he sweated blood. But after wrestling through it, night Night, the night went on and on and on. Minutes, hours, the night went on and on. Angels comforted him, and Jesus' prayer changed. Not what I want, but what you want for me, God. Or the text says it like this. Jesus said, not my will, Father, but thine be done. Is that how our prayer sounds? Or are we trying to say, are we trying to change people, situations, and circumstances? Lord, do this. Do that to them. Make sure this, that, and that. Lord, I need you to move. God has already moved. It's not the situation or the circumstance of the person that we need to be praying to change. God is trying to change something in us using the situation, person, or the circumstance. And so even with our dreams, our goals, and our plans, guess what? God placed that desire within our hearts. But guess what? We have to always ensure that these are aligned to his perfect will for us, not ours. Because God always signs off on his word and his will. So as we reflect, if it requires that we have to work endless hours or be away from family a lot or we have to control orchestrate and manipulate to achieve the odds are we're striving if there's fear or confusion somewhere in the mix but we know that god is not the author of either we might be striving whatever our future plans hold it is god who holds the master plan of our future. My friends, let's cease striving and let us visualize our vision, 
our goals, our dreams, and our plans within God's will because we belong to Him. We were created for His glory, not our own. Don't go anywhere. We're going to take a quick break right here, and then we're coming back to conclude our message, striving in just a few moments, okay? We'll be right back in about 30 seconds. Allow yourself to be challenged and encouraged toward a deeper relationship with Christ through Lord of My Life Bible Devotions. For the print version, you could read online or subscribe and have them emailed to you as they are posted. And for the audio version, you can listen online or subscribe to the audio podcast and receive episodes as they are released. The Lord of My Life Bible Devotions. Find them at ktfproductions.com. Grateful that you hung in here with us as we conclude our message, striving. And we're going to conclude it with point number three. Point number three is we've talked about striving. We've got to understand that in our efforts, our abilities, our talents, all of that, there are times that God is plainly saying, time for you to let go, let me take the wheel. I'm not driving if you're still trying to reach over and take the wheel. I know that I'm taking you somewhere. We are on the way to somewhere. I am transporting you from this to better and the future that I have for you. But God is not trying to fight us for control of the wheel. We have to realize when he's speaking to us, time for me to let go, put it on cruise control. Lord, you got this. And if you can't keep me, I can't be kept. That's literally where I am, friend. There are times when we have goals, dreams, plans, and visions, and God had to let me know, you've done all that you can do. Do what you can do, leave the rest to me. But all of that other, quit striving. Is that you, my friend? We've literally talked about that with our goals, our plans, our dreams. Our first point, we even talked about that with situations, circumstances, and people. But the most important one, God is taking us somewhere. Dealing with people, circumstances, situation, God is taking us somewhere with our goals, dreams, and vision. But here's what I want you to think about. Eternally, the most important one is point number three. How do we reach God without striving? Because the truth of the matter is, religion, people, have spent history trying to reach God unsuccessfully with their efforts, their works, and their abilities, but God has already reached out to us and the only way that he will ever do so. That is in the form of his son, Jesus the Christ. Jesus is the bridge from here to eternity. Any other way attempting to access or to please God eternally and safely besides the way that he's already demanded, you are still striving. And so I implore you, please, let go of your efforts at this point, your works, your religion. Thomas, a disciple, even said, hey, I'm going to admit, Lord, I'm trying, but I don't know how to get to where you're going, Lord. Jesus, his reply was very simple. He said, Thomas, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No one cometh unto the Father but by me. That's John 14 and 6. Maybe you're trying to get to God by certain religions. 
it's not that Christians have made this up or we're being dogmatic. God said it. That settles it. Here's the difference between religion and Christianity. Religions are trying to reach God by what to do or what not to do. Christians simply accept every single day. I'm jacked up. I'm messed up. If you leave me alone in about an hour or two, I'm probably going to blow it. But Lord, you said I have to put my trust in Jesus because he's the only one able to transport me safely from here to eternity by the means you've set forth. It's kind of like an envelope. For mail to get to one place to another, a stamp has to be applied. Without that stamp, it's a waste of time. Whatever's in the envelope, the pretty calligraphy, whatever's a drip, all of that doesn't matter. The stamp needs to be applied. Jesus is our stamp to get us from here to eternity. That's how you reach God without striving. Do you have Jesus today? We're going to close with a simple prayer to make sure that you at least have that opportunity. The word says in Romans 10 and 9, if you confess with your mouth, you believe in your heart, Jesus Christ, raised from the, said, from the dead, Jesus being God's son, the verse concludes, thou shalt be saved. Saved from what? Saved isn't just Christianity or salvation. Saved indicates that there is wrath or danger on the horizon. She was saved from the drowning uh, in the pool. Um, he was saved from the falling tree branch. If they were not saved, danger would have harmed them. Eternity is the same way. To meet this perfect, matchless, holy God, we require protection. We require the need to be saved. We will not approach him in our own efforts and be welcome. It's not happening. God is holy, perfect, and pure. We are not. We need a savior, a perfect part of God to envelop us, that being his son, Jesus. If you want to pray this prayer with me, Father God, in the name of Jesus, I acknowledge that I need help on a daily basis. I can't live or get through life alone, and I certainly can't get to eternity safely without you. And I believe you took care of that with Jesus dying for me and my sinfulness. I blow it every day. And so, Lord, if I confess that with my mouth and believe that Jesus, his role was to transport me safely to you after I leave here, Lord, I accept that I am now saved. <laughs> you prayed that prayer. Welcome to the family. That's the best decision you can ever make. And you can now cease, relax, let go of, chill out, cease striving. It's at that point we want you to find a Jesus Christ Bible Talk church to fellowship with your new family. You notice I'm not even saying find me. No, find any church that you're comfortable at that worships the way that you love. Upbeat music smooth music, oh him, it doesn't matter. Just make sure that you hear Jesus as the way to God in your striving days. Those are done. Well, that's my time for this, this week's episode of the Words of Life show. Tune in, the podcast episode, uh, the video broadcast, even the music video episode. I don't know if we have something coming up over the holidays, but if we do, we'll let you know. The website, wordsoflifeshow.com. I am Pastor Mark. Same time next week. Same pastor. Indefinitely. 
the same words of life. We'll see you again next time. God bless you. We love you. Bye-bye.